Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Lines. I am once again joined by Arian. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing? I'm sure they're doing well if they're Max Verstappen fans, as they would have been last weekend and probably th- three weeks before that, whenever the Monaco Grand Prix was. We don't yeah. talk about Baku, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are not talking about Baku. We are talking about the Styrian Grand Prix on today's episode. I um, First thoughts for me as a Max Verstappen fan, I was a big fan of the race, but as a racing fan, which is the lens I like to speak through when I'm on this podcast, I was a little disappointed mm, yeah. and then very disappointed and then extremely disappointed. And then, you know, it could have been better, but it, it could have been worse. All right. What did you it think was, of the race? It wasn't a very exciting one for the average race. I mean, for like the ones who watch F1 a lot, it was just one of the races where I'm like, okay, wow, this championship actually got a lot more serious now. Um, for the first time, Red Bull looked a lot more stronger. I think in a post-race interview, Lewis said that we haven't had any upgrades in a very long time. And that's just like, oh, wow, okay. Do they, are, are they just giving up for the season? Do they yeah. think that their car is good enough until the, end of the, until the end of the season to compete with the Red Bull? Is it that or is it that they're focused on the next year because they know Red Bull is too quick this year? Yeah. Uh, when they said that, when I think it was Toto Wolf said that, I was yeah. kind of a little disappointed just because, like, I... I don't want, I just don't want, if Red Bull wins the championship this year, I just don't want people to associate an app, like put an asterisk mm-hmm. on that. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, oh yeah, of course they won because Mercedes gave up. If you yeah. have that thought, then you need to switch it up because yeah. that is absolutely not, uh, that's not what's going on. It definitely is. I think, I think Mercedes know that they're, they're not a team. They're, they've won seven times in a row. They don't want to break that trend. They don't want to lose this year and then get up on next year. Like that, that's no difference for them to lose this year, or win next year, because the wind tunnel time for the first second is basically the same. There's not much difference anyway. Yeah. The money is a lot less. You need the money for next year anyway. And I think, I mean, I think Mercedes will bring a few upgrades now. They know that Red Bull is so far ahead. And this race actually showed Mercedes that, okay, their car isn't good enough. The Honda engine's a lot quicker and they need to pull their pants up. Otherwise, they're going to get absolutely demolished at the end of the season. Yeah, I think they're. I, I really can't see them giving up and just not bringing any other upgrades, especially because they're already behind Red Bull. But, yeah, you know, it's just the balance that every team's going through right now of how much of the development do we want to put into this year versus how much of the development do we want to put into, into next year. And if you, if you look back at kind of the 2014, 15, 16 for Williams, they, they put all of their development into one, into their car, obviously. But that car was a couple places down in the constructors, so they lost a little bit of money, a little bit of money, yeah. which caused them to go lower, which caused them to lose yeah. more money. And it's a very slippery slope. It happened to Red Bull after 2014. They lost a bunch of money, had to change, you know, shuffle it up a little bit. Yeah. And now it took them so long to fight back after one or two seasons of not, not winning championships and getting that money. Yeah. So I think Mercedes is still going to fight for the championship, but I – so, and I don't think people should associate an asterisk, like put an asterisk next to the Red Bull championship this year. Yeah. If, yeah I mean, if Red Bull wins, because it's yeah. not decided yet. If they win, but I think Max has driven absolutely brilliant. The experience he's shown, the, um, the gratitude to the sport, everything he's, everything he's learned in these past four to six years of getting into F1, being in F1, 
learning from his dad, learning from his teammates, learning from Checo, learning from um, Helmut Marko, from, from Christian Horn, all, all, all of them, I think. He's learned so much in this past year or two. And I, I see a whole new side of Max Verstappen that I never actually saw before. He's, he's the, more like where I think Lewis was after his few rookie seasons of how he was more experienced. He didn't take the same risks that Lewis took or that he took a couple of years ago when he was team as Ricardo. Mm-hmm. I think this P1 position is a new complete, complete he's never led he's never led a championship before. And for him to do that has been absolutely brilliant. I think he's learned so much in this past few weeks. And I can't wait to see what like the next few years are. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny we're talking like he won the championship. He has definitely <laughs> not won the championship yet. They're but, like, uh, but I think this race has confirmed that Red Bull and Max are way ahead of Lewis and Mercedes. Yeah, I think France was more of a giveaway of that, if anything, because yeah. Red Bull is usually yeah. typically pretty strong here, and it's wickedly hot, yeah. so Mercedes struggles. Anyways, yeah. they were really hoping for some rain, as much like they will be hoping for rain next weekend. Yeah. But, yeah, Max is really, and we're sound like a broken record here because this is the same conversation every week. <laughs> but, yeah, Max, the calmness is the thing that I noticed uh, this afternoon mm. watching the race. It was... He was just wickedly calm. He's in the lead. This one was a little bit different than the last ones, but even in France when he's catching Lewis and he doesn't know if he's going to do it and yeah. it was a gamble that he didn't know if it was going to pay off, he was still pretty calm, a little yeah. bit less in France. But, yeah, just very calm, and his driving style has changed, like that aggressiveness, but yeah. it's in a very calm and a calm fashion where he's not making mistakes. He's Where Lewis is making a little bit – he's making some more mistakes – yeah, and he's really feeling the pressure, and Max is just bringing it week in, week out. That's for me. That's that's championship material that Max yeah. is demonstrating right now. We'll see where it leads this year. We'll see where it leads in the next couple of years, but it's looking good for him. Yeah. They, they're looking like they can fight, and they've they've been fighting all season. They've never been counted out. And exactly. I keep waiting for that race. That maybe it's a little uh, PTSD or something from uh, 2017 and 18 with Vettel. <laughs> But I'm still waiting for that race where something happens and Lewis just walks away with it. But this race like this has kind of convinced me it's different. Yeah, I think I think Red Bull a lot more smarter than what they were or what Vettel was a few years ago as well. Mm-hmm. I think they know they have an opportunity and their chance. They know they can beat Mercedes this year. They, they have the new conference. Honda's leaving. Honda would want to go out in a bang. Yeah. Um, I think Honda has put so much money and time and effort into this engine. This engine is rapid. It, I think for the first time, maybe some Mercedes engine just not being that great or maybe they didn't design a great engine this year or whatever it is. The Honda engine looks absolutely rapid. I don't think I've ever seen a Honda engine look that quick. Yeah, I think obviously some of it is the engine, the Mercedes engine. I can't see it getting worse this yeah. year. And they were, they were really quick. They're really quick in the straights. I think yeah. it was that like rear wing setup that they had going in France. Yeah. They gave him so much speed, and then the same thing. The rear wing was just a little, felt a little, looked a little bit smaller to me. Yeah. Just a lot of speed, and they're just, I think they're just setting up the car better, and they're managing managing things yeah. aerodynamically better. Where Mercedes just seems like they're falling apart. It's ha- it happened in Monaco. It also happened in Baku. <laughs> it happened yeah. in France. They've gotten duped. They've gotten a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think for the first, I heard Lewis said something that Max had said exactly a year ago that 
instead of saying the Mercedes are too quick, the Red Bulls are too quick, and we can't match them. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I've heard Lewis say that. I've heard Max say that a billion times with Mercedes being like, "Hey, uh, this 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 Mercedes is too quick. That I can't I can't beat them in the race pace." And for the first time, I see Lewis and Valtteri say that. But yeah, which I mean, is which is a welcome change. Well, welcome change. I was, and here I was like a year ago begging to go back to the 2015, <laughs> 16, 2014 to 16 era where yeah. it was Rossberg and Hamilton like slugging it out. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't appreciate that because I was a Red Bull fan or I was just, yeah. wasn't really a big fan of the sport. So I was just like, why is this team ahead all the time? Yeah. But I like seeing a good battle. And this is a definitely a good battle and it is far from over. Definitely. But I let's mean, talk about the race. We've kind of talked about the Max Verstappen yeah. championship, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> We're not going to yeah. talk about the Botas Russell, who's going to get this seat. Oh, yeah. Whatever. We'll, we'll, I've, I've heard a lot about that. And honestly, yeah. I don't really know the answer. And yeah, if you ask me, I, I, my I, guess would be as good as anyone else's. I think no one knows the answer until Total Wolf signs papers. Yeah, exactly. No, one, no one's going to know the correct answer. Until either Botas or Russell. I, I don't know. Well, yeah. We can talk about George Russell it. today and how oh. I lost my marbles this morning it was one of the i felt so so sad oh yeah it, i remember him coming into the pits yeah and i was like all right williams i, I just really need a good stop <laughs> he just yeah. coming into the pits like i really need a good stop tires came yeah. off tires came on okay it's fine and he just sat there and i'm actually still not quite sure what the reason was yeah. It looked like they were like pumping air or leaking air out of his, the side of his car, like digging for debris or something. Yeah. It was 18 seconds and he tumbled all the way back to the end. And then he retired yeah. 10 laps later. It was one of two retirements today. Yeah. Both those retirements, it was, it was two people that I really didn't want to retire. Yeah. Those are two people that I was telling my mate when I was watching the race that these are two people that I, that should be in a better seat in F1, but aren't. Mm-hmm. Pierre Gasly deserves a Red Bull seat. Deserves a seat that's up top. Russell definitely deserves one to be up top. And both of them, out of no fault of their own, to be honest, Gasly couldn't do much. And you know, Gasly got hit on the rear tire and then just basically trying to being playing bumper cars without trying to avoid everyone. Basically, yeah, it was like um, dodgems. It was the exactly dodgems. That's the word that they used. Um, it was just like that and trying to avoid everything. But yeah, unlucky for both of them. I, I my heart broke when. I saw Russell retire. I was just, I was disappointed. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Because finishing yeah. 18th is better than a DNF. But exactly. finishing 8th exactly. is way better than finishing 18th. Definitely, definitely. It's one of those races. It's always one of the races where it's like a heartbreak race. It's one of the mm. heartbreak races for him again. And I think that showed, he's qualified in the top 10 for the first time. That That's, that's shown Mercedes, I think, all they need. He didn't. Season. I mean, he didn't qualify in the top. Yeah, I mean, 10 he either. got there. He got there in the end. He started in the top ten. Yeah, started from ten. He was he was zero point zero zero eight away from the top ten. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much tenth. But yeah, you know, zero point zero eight is definitely not ten. Yeah, he. Yeah, I feel bad for Russell. I was. I knew something was going to go yeah. wrong. I absolutely <laughs> knew it. It is the points curse, just like yeah. Hulkenberg had the podium curse. Yeah. And absolutely horrible. Yeah. But so. I mean, qualifying, I think the race this week, as you can see, like this part, they can see the race this week wasn't too exciting, but qualifying I thought was pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a pretty good qualifying to think about. I mean, I feel sad Ricardo again, didn't have a great race, but 
I mean, I'm sort of giving up on Ricardo now. <laughs> he hasn't had a good race in a very long time. Yeah, he hasn't had a he hasn't had a fantastic season. I have no idea what the hell's going on with him. Perez is caught up to that Red Bull for the most part. Signs was never really behind. He's caught up. Alonso's caught up. Uh, Vettel, did I already say Vettel? Vettel caught up pretty much. Yeah. He went from just yeah. abysmally slow in Bahrain to challenging Lance Stroll and almost beating him or outqualifying him. It was, him. It was one of those races where it's like, I never expected Vettel. I, I didn't expect Stroll to be up there, to be honest. I don't expect Stroll. And he did, he outdrove that car, in my opinion. Yeah, what a race from Stroll. Yeah. Yeah, this was just one of those races where you overtake there was actually a ton of overtaking yeah um, a lot from like you sonoda put them was putting the moves on leclerc what a race what a race from leclerc i'll give him a you know he yeah. does not like this track i don't think because he keeps trying to take himself out on the first lap for a dnf <laughs> so i just yeah. don't think he likes the 71 laps around the red bull ring one which is unfortunate for him because he's got to do another 71 but <laughs> yeah what I just don't know what he was thinking. He must have been looking in his mirrors or something like that, trying to make that move over his lap one. They're going up to the turn, uh, up turn two to turn three. And Gasly kind of pushed him wide, and he just went to slip in for the slipstream behind him and yeah. broke his front wing, destroyed Gasly's race, gave him a puncture. I don't know how he made it back to the pits. That was like a Michael Schumacher type. He was His back left of the car was, was in peace, was literally hanging like that. Like you yeah. can see me on our on our YouTube or Twitch, he was hanging sideways. Like mm -hmm. it was something that I never expected a car to be like that, but it is what it is. I say it was like a Michael Schumacher type move because Michael Schumacher, I forget the race, it was in the late 90s. He he broke the suspension, tire came completely off, and he just drove back oh, to yeah. the with an amputated suspension. Yeah. But yeah, poor Gasly. Really hoping he'd get some solid points, help Alfatari on the championship. Yuki Tsunoda got points, which is good. Yeah, very good. P8, I think a solid, a, so, a solid weekend for him. Yeah, a good weekend for him. But, yeah, it was just one of those races. And I, without, like, a safety car or massive tire deg, when the cars just kind of get a – they're just getting, like, the DRS train. And that's yeah. pretty difficult to overtake in the last, like, I think seven, eight, nine, ten is pretty difficult yeah. to overtake. Yeah. So if you're lined up and so Fernando Alonso was holding up like six or seven cars for I think 20 laps there. And there was no real like, is it going to be Max? Is it going to be Lewis? There was a little bit when Max pit, but he came out two seconds ahead and then yeah. just put the jets on. And there was no real suspicion of if they were going to do an undercut or that yeah. second pit stop, like in Paul Ricard. Yeah, because Max Verstappen was ahead enough where if Lewis Pitt didn't even have new tires, but if he did pit, Max yeah. could just cover him off and it would have been done. So after the first pit stop, you knew they were going to the end. So it was just like, a, is Max going to crash out or is Lewis going to crash out? Neither yeah. of them did, which is good. Yeah. So I think solid points for Max in that. I think the most exciting thing was watching Checo chase down Bottas. That's yeah. probably the most exciting moment of the entire race. That one I was on the edge of my seat for. I was glad yeah. that Red Bull did the because Red Bull went in with the extra set of medium tires, which was smart. And 
yeah, Checo was able to use them. And unfortunately, you know, hindsight's 2020. Yeah. But he was two seconds behind, one more lap, and he would have had it. And that, that kept me on the edge of my seat because I really wanted a Checo podium. Yeah. He was five tenths behind on the final when they crossed the finish line. He was, I remember seeing it was 1.7 seconds. Me, when one of our other friends had a bet with each other that uh, Buck doesn't finish higher or Perez would finish higher. And it was so, we were watching, we were watching you chase it down, chasing it down. I remember um, the F1 coverage showed like a, they showed Max one of the big, one of the big thing in a small little window of Checo chasing them down. I'm like, go on, Checo, come on, Checo. Mm-hmm. We have 1.6, 1.4, 1.3, 2, 1. In the ninth, in the eighth, seven, six, five, and then five, you couldn't get a bit more. If I, if I think about it, Checo's slow pit stop probably cost him P3. Oh no, it absolutely did. Two hundred percent. He had, you know, there's not really a lot of like thinking about that. Unfortunately, he. Yeah, Checo came in. It was like a six, five second stop or six second stop or 4. something 3. like that. Three, I think. It was. I think it was four point three seconds. Yeah, it was a long stop, and then it was allowed Botas to get on the jump on him. Then he just couldn't really catch up to Botas and pass yeah. him, so he had yeah. to go for a move to try and get that podium. And the worst case scenario is he pit and didn't pass him, which was what happened. But yeah, yeah, it was a really good uh, showing from Perez. Really kept up with the Red Bulls. Didn't. He, Red Bull went on the opposite strategy for both of their drivers, put them on the opposite strategy, sorry. Yeah. And, yeah, so just another, like, kind of pro masterclass race from Red Bull where Mercedes just seemed like they were on the back foot in all departments. It was – that's something. I think Mercedes know that they have to step up their game. There's no way they're going to they're finish P1 if they continue the trend they were on. Mm-hmm. And I think more now more than ever they know it. After, after the French Grand Prix when they should have won, they didn't win. This I know Red Bull is very strong, like, and it's been a good track for them. But I think my bold prediction, I think I don't think they're recovering from the last few races they've had. It's gonna cost them a lot. I, I I think I think these last three or four races, even though we've had a bit of street circuit, a bit of France, and this race and Austria next week, unless they win in Austria, I don't see um, Mercedes getting the constructor champions. Wow. Wait, you don't race. see Red Bull beating Mercedes? I don't, I, I, I do see Red Bull. I do see Red Bull beating Mercedes as long as Mercedes don't win next week. Really? If Mercedes get a one and three or a one and two next week, Mercedes will win the win the constructor champions in the end. But if Red Bull come out with the one three or whatever it is, if, if Red Bull is on the top side of the podium, Red Bull is winning both both the both the champions this year. That is definitely a bold prediction. One yeah. that. I'm not quite sure. Like Red Bull could win the next race and then not finish in the points or any of the last races, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think Red Bull, I think if Botas continues to perform the way he does and Sergio continues to perform the way he does, then it's going to be kind of, a, I think it's going to be a slam dunk for Red Bull. They just can't fall off. Definitely. They can stay, they can keep going faster and faster and they can even stay stagnant if Mercedes does. They just have to be. Mercedes does 1.2. They have to do 1.3 to win. If they fall off now or get comfortable, then then they're going to lose the championship easily because we're only 10 races in. I think this is the 10th race of the season. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. No clue. Probably eight. (laughs) Probably eight or nine. It's in the top near the 10 area. Yeah, Yeah, I think it's it's like eight to 10. We're only 10 races in a 22 or 23 (laughs) race season, so we have a long, a long way to go, but. Yeah. 
I mean, anyway, I was yeah. way off my predictions for this race. I said Checo and a Danny Rick podium. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you said Danny Ricardo podium. I, I, I don't even I remember my something. predictions. I, 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 think, I, I, I know you said a Max win. I, I know you said that. I mean, you got that right. Oh, I said uh, Botas not on the podium. Yeah, and you were wrong with that one. So close. It was five tenths so off. You were five tenths off. You, you were pretty close. I think, I mean, Lando Norris, Mr. Consistency. There's, he's got, um, I was looking at, I was looking at um, F1 posts on this week. Lando in this season's got four, three, five, eight, three, five, five, and five. That's yeah. his positions this year. The only driver to finish in the points at every race this season, which was, yeah, which is really impressive. The only driver. Yeah. I mean, Lewis, yeah. you know, not counting DNFs. Yeah. But no, Lewis, sorry, didn't even have a DNF. He finished that race out of the points. He finished out of the points. Exactly. It was, I think, Lando has finally, yeah, he's shown a sense of, um, what's the word? Maturity, in a way, that he's never shown before, I think. He's shown that, okay, I am Lana Norris and I am the next world champion. Maybe as not, not the next, next one unless as not he wins next, as every next, single race as for the rest as of not the season. like next next year, but he is the upcoming world champion. For His next one. gen. Yeah, His I, next I, gen. I noticed that in the same way that I noticed Daniel Ricardo kind of have those changes. Like Daniel Ricardo is a lot less goofy. Yeah. And yeah. Same thing definitely. with Lando Norris. He really switched it off this season, which is good. He has someone yeah. else running his social media, spending yeah. more time in the sim. He's still yeah. lovable and goofy, but he's mm-hmm. not doing things in the car that per- make people perceive him as that like goofball that can't win a championship. Because as yeah. you know, Formula One is a very serious sport and very yeah. serious people win the sport. Yeah. And you have to put everything in to win to win races and get podiums and win championships. And I exactly. think he's really starting to do that now. He stopped making the funny radio messages, which is sad. Yeah. But stop yeah. doing that, like being less goofy in his interviews yeah. and taking the sport more seriously in the eyes of yeah. the fans and people watching. He's, he's, he's shown something that I think like every single rookie goes through. Like Leclerc, he was a bit of a goofy one when he first started. Not goofy as in, he was like, he's a funny character in the paddock. And I think, I don't, I don't like that he sh- he's not turned it off. He's, he just put it for the side for a while until he gets like his consistency and then eventually his like natural self will come and pick up and he will and he will get better like he will he will get funnier he will get everything and i think when he lets himself really go and like get into his mojo while being as competitive as he is that will probably be the best thing for him i think yeah he he's putting the racing first he's not being a twitch he's not streaming on twitch as much he's because he's not a twitch yeah. streamer he's a yeah formula one driver <laughs> <laughs> if he's not going to drive Formula One and he wants to Twitch stream, then he can do that. But if yeah. he wants to drive Formula One, when that's kind of the realization he's had this year. Yeah. He's had some coaching, I think, from uh, Zach Brown and those guys. <laughs> yeah, and just looking, he's super consistent mm-hmm. and wickedly fast. Someone who's not wickedly fast is Daniel Ricardo. Oh. Just really struggled on both sets of tires today. He was just nowhere. He's getting overtaken by Giovinazzi, I think, at some point, or Raikkonen. At one point, the pit the pit crew said, box to overtake Raikkonen. Yeah. Like, that's how bad it's gone. Yeah, no, it should be <laughs> box to overtake Kimi Yeah, box yeah. to overtake Norris. When yeah. the battle 
with Ferrari is going to be so tight this year. Like mm. ignore Red Bull and Mercedes, but the yeah. battle with Ferrari is going to be so tight. You can't be finishing, you know, a lap down 14th. Definitely can't. I think Definitely almost can. a lap behind your teammate where Norris is finishing <sighs> fifth and both yeah. Ferraris finished sixth and seventh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's been Danny Rick has, he's shown like bits and pieces of the flashes of how he, how he's a good racing driver and all of those bits and pieces of I'm 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 Dan Ricardo, I'm a proven race winner, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and I deserve the seat at McLaren. But there's no form of consistency with him. Each like last race had an absolutely amazing race. And now this week. No last race was then you get P5 and P6. Oh yeah. You got P5 and P6, Lando and and Dan, you got a P5 P6 shown. He was yeah. he drove he drove absolutely brilliantly. And again this week. An absolute shit show of a race. Yeah, I don't know what happened. He doesn't even know what happened. I think it's just yeah. not adapting to the temperatures, or maybe losing a little bit of confidence between FP two and FP three. Could be a whole. I mean, he, was, he was leading in FP two, wasn't he? He was like P two or something like that. Yeah. So where did where did all that pace go? <laughs> no idea. I think everyone else just kind of stepped it up, and he didn't really expect it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure yet. Um, I'm trying to think of, as I have my notes, I'm trying to think of things that <laughs> happened in the race that were discussion worthy. Yeah, I mean, this race wasn't 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 one of the greatest races you've ever seen. But did you see Charles Leclerc's overtake on, um, uh, who was it, Alcon? Oh he yeah, went right on the outside. Oh, what a beautiful he, overtake. Yeah, like we mentioned before, he kind of had a he just a very mindless moment as we've seen him and other drivers have in the past broke his yeah. front ring ruined Gassi's race a little yeah. surprised he didn't get a penalty and yeah, very surprised for that but yeah he they dropped to 19th on the grid and he worked his way up till seventh so he is very quick i think i think the ferrari compared to how much i was shitting them yesterday i mean i mean last podcast they definitely improved a lot and they've shown maybe again i think ferrari is a case of daniel ricardo they've shown flashes of a great speed but never any consistency yeah i think i think that car is kind of built for some tracks and not built yeah. for others definitely and i i think just like getting the tires turned on getting the car set up properly for a race is you know it's very difficult to do and like you yeah. mentioned, it's the consistency. So they just don't have that Definitely. consistency. But yeah, a lot of positives this weekend. Not a lot of negatives besides Leclerc ruining his front wing and pretty much ruining his race. Yeah. P7, though, it was yeah, a good they, result in the end. They had a solid weekend for Ferrari. I mean, both both finishing the points very close to each other. And I think they beat McLaren on, on team points. Could, I think they couldn't ask for more. Yeah, signs. See, the, the, the amazing thing about Austria, and this is something that I've thought about all week, was in Q1, the spread between P1 and like P16 was, a, I think, a second. Yeah. It was a second. It's such a small circuit that, like, yeah. the tiniest of tiniest and tiniest of mistakes, like, mm. if you like extend yourself over by like even two, three meters, you're losing you're losing a position or two for sure yeah like i said it's 
Well, when you're doing a minute and five second lap times, the the air, like sorry, the spread between the field is very small. So signs yeah. did not have an amazing qualifying. He started P12 opposed yeah. to Leclerc's P7, but he was only he was a tenth and a half behind Leclerc in Q2. So exactly. it's those small differences, and it's those are the reasons I love this track. Mm. And yeah, like you said, like there are only 10 corners. So yeah. if you mess up and one of them is not even a corner, it was like eight. If you mess up one corner, then yeah. you can't really make it up through the rest of the lot because there's not as many opportunities. Exactly. Which is why I think the racing makes it a bit more exciting because all of the drivers, the ability and what they can do in the track. Yeah. 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 I mean... I mean, that's why I think George Russell would have an absolutely great weekend, but it, it didn't turn out that way today. Yeah, poor George. Yeah. It's, it's always been, I think, Williams and the curse with Nico Hulkenberg has a podium curse. I think George has the, the points curse with the Williams. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely a is. points curse, unfortunately. But, yeah, he will definitely get points for Williams. If he doesn't by yeah. the end of the year, then he might be in a Mercedes, so I might never get points for Williams. He has gotten <laughs> points, though. Yeah, he has he gotten has. points. He has. Where Nico Hulkenberg never got in a podium, never got a podium yeah. ever. Yeah. Russell did get points. Yeah. So moving on. That's actually that's pretty much everything for me. It was not <laughs> there isn't there isn't a lot to talk about in this race. I mean the race Checo wasn't that well. exciting. A couple of really the, the, nice overtakes. Yeah. The strategy with Sergio Perez was it was people are gonna call it a stupid strategy. Mm. Well, maybe not because he was behind Bottas already. But, yeah, yeah, it was kind of the only thing he could do. It yeah. was a good strategy move from Red Bull. And his qualifying was amazing. His race was amazing. Starting yeah. on the soft tires, taking those soft tires long. Same thing with Lando. Took his soft tires very mm. long. I didn't expect that from Lando. It took, it took, he pitted on a lot, like 26, 27, something like that? Yeah, he oh, was pitting I'm after a lot of the guys pitted on four hards. Yeah. But, yeah. Again, like that doesn't show how far he can take those tires. That just shows there's different strategies they were on. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, the Al- Alpines, I think Alcon had a very mellow weekend while Alonso had a pretty decent weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what's, I think Alcon's been off pace for the last two races. I, I, I'm not too sure why that is, but my, my I, I think. He's internally struggling with the car a lot more than Alonso. There's something that I would thought would be opposite. Alonso just came into F1, staying a new car, but Akon just hasn't been on his regular stuff ever since the news announcement that he's staying in F1 for the next three years. Yeah. Yeah. Which maybe he just got comfortable. We've seen that a lot in the past with drivers where they get a big contract, get a little bit comfortable, and then they fall off a bit. But I I don't know if he's falling off as much as he has definitely done that, but I don't know if he's falling off as much as Fernando Alonso has caught up. Maybe. Yeah. Because Alonso is, he has caught up fully. Like it's like he never left, which is amazing. Yeah. I, I love, love seeing Alonso and like Schumacher and like Hamilton names back on the grid. It just, it just like, it makes, it makes the original Formula One, so Formula One fans so excited to mm-hmm. like watch F1 again. Yeah. When I, when I saw like Raikkonen, Vettel, <laughs> and Alonso and Schumacher, like fighting, yeah. well, they were all fighting <laughs> at the same time in this race. But yeah. I saw Alonso leading like Vettel and Raikkonen. I couldn't believe it. 
was like, well, I feel like I'm in 2008. <laughs> that was too. I love though. Those years were so probably the best years of F1. Yeah, when you get the when you go down to the wire with the championship for two years yeah. in a row, 2009 yeah. having Braun, 2010 having Vettel, 11 Vettel, 12 mm-hmm. Vettel, 13 Vettel. That was a little bit more of a wash, but. We will get that next year. And we're getting that this year. The fight between Hamilton and Verstappen, although it is only two drivers, yeah. but it is pretty much, besides this weekend, a guaranteed, and maybe Portimao as well, but a guaranteed bang out. Yeah, definitely. I think we're getting we're getting the original Formula One back. Like 2010, for example, that was one of the best seasons that I've ever seen. Mm, like, 2012. We had seven 2012, different winners in first seven exactly. races. Exactly. It's been... I think Formula yeah. One needs that, so next year should be a very, very good year. We will hope. Well, I think All before right. we let, let's get into the driver's rating and then and then talk about other topics after that. Yep. We well, we actually race. have a uh, technical analysis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From our very new so, hello Christopher and Musty, as he likes to be called. They are our most <laughs> recent uh, team members. We've brought on Musty is a Longtime F1 fan who is going to be a staff writer for us. It's going to be pumping out lots of blogs. So make sure you check yep. out the website to see some of those blogs. Uh, Christopher is just going to be the same thing. He's going to be helping us with a lot of the podcast stuff. He's going to be coming on as a guest frequently. He will be a, a co-host occasionally and a host if one of us cannot record. So you get to see him if you don't get to see one of our beautiful faces. Mm-hmm. So Say hi to them. They're not on this, uh, <laughs> not in this podcast today, but they will definitely be in future episodes and check the check the blog as well and social media. Got some big things yep. coming. I said at the beginning of the year, Unicup Podcast got some big things coming. And I'm holding to that, true to that promise because we also have some more big things coming. So yep, we actually have a technical analysis. Uh, Musty is a very technical driver, much like a technical fan, much like myself. It's what he loves most about the sport. <laughs> So we're going to play that right now. If you're on Twitch or YouTube, you won't hear it yet. But on the podcast, you'll be here right now. So Musty, take it away. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I just wanted to come and talk about two technical bits. Quite short, but still. Uh, first being the new uh, pit stop rules that will be coming in as of the Hungarian Grand Prix this year. Uh, there'll be a new short delay, 0.15 seconds, between the wheel not being fully tightened and the jack mechanic dropping the car. And after the mechanics uh, drop the car, there'll be a 0.2 second delay between that and the car getting the signal to leave the uh, box. Uh, it's brought in after safety concerns be, uh, after the uh, 2018 Grand Prix in Bahrain, where uh, Kimi Raikkonen's car was released early and it led to the mechanic breaking their leg. And next, uh, talking about the pit stops in the uh, race this weekend, sorry. Um, Russell's car. Uh, was the issue where he qualified 10th and he was running eighth his best uh, running in like the 45 races this uh, he's had for Williams so far where they had a, a pneumatic issue with the car and they had to keep bringing it in to top up and after the second pit stop they deemed it uh, that it was too much that they'd have to keep bringing the car in to even just finish the race and uh, it was, they just finished like so far behind so they decided to retire the car and yeah, that's it this week. And look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks. Radio. Thank you, Misty, for that. That was 
an exceptional technical analysis. Exceptional technical analysis <laughs> that we're adding in at the end of the podcast. So I actually haven't yeah. heard it yet, but I will hear it before I add it in. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean, whatever Moosey said, great job. Haven't heard it yet, but great job. <laughs> awesome. Um, moving on to, okay. So moving on to the yeah. driver's ratings. Yeah. Uh, we're going to start with Verstappen, 10. 10. Goal, let every lap. 10. Perfect. Position. Calm. Everything. Did everything right. Great race. Big burnout, which I just, I think Michael Massey says <laughs> that is not going to happen again because he was not very happy with Versailles. A little bit, yeah. of, like, maybe a little bit of a cocky where he slows the car down and then does a burnout. It's a wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> to cross the line. It feels like me when I play, I'm, like I'm in F1 2020 in an online lobby. Yeah. I'm like 40 so, seconds ahead after five laps and then I just do something stupid. It was kind of like wiggle, that. Wiggle. Um, so, but yeah, 10. Hamilton, seven, six. Seven and eight. Seven and eight. Yeah, between seven. that. Seven. I'm not going yeah. higher than seven. He, <laughs> he had an average weekend at best. P2 Fairs. in qualifying. Couldn't keep up with Verstappen in the slightest. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah just slow weekend from him. Botas, seven. Same thing. Yeah. Maybe, seven. maybe Botas an eight. He did come back from that penalty. Spun yeah. Wait, well, yeah, hold on. I'm giving him a seven or a six. Spun in the pits <laughs> in FB2. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. He did that. We were literally just talking about that right before we that. started the recording today. And Short-term memory loss. <laughs> yeah, Botas, seven. Yeah. Perez, yeah. eight. Eight, yeah. He, I'm understanding whatever you say, I'm agreeing with eight. <laughs> yeah, pit stop, not his fault. He yeah. just he did everything he could. He could have been maybe a little bit faster in the latter stages, catching up to Bortas, but he did have to fight through a lot of blue flag uh, lap down cars. Like Twenty odd seconds. Yeah. So he, but a really impressive race from him, and he was part of the reason Max won. Norris ten. Yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely. Started third. There's no way he wasn't going to get passed by Perez and Bortas. Finished fifth. No way. Amazing race from him. Did everything correct, and he couldn't really do anything else. Signs. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, seven. Seven, seven, eight. I was going to give him a seven, yeah. Qualified yeah, seven, P12, but you would never have known that based on his finishing position. Came back yeah. really strong, right where Ferrari needed him to be. Yeah. And big, good uh, hollow points for Ferrari. Same thing with Leclerc. I think a six. I'll say Leclerc a lot. Leclerc like eight because he did come in a mistake, but he drove like driving wise, he drove absolutely brilliant to come back from that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like I said a couple of weekends ago, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And he finished seventh, which was kind yeah. of the what was expected from his car. He qualified seventh, so I, I give him a seven because you can't. Yeah. You never know where he would have finished if he didn't have to do seven, that extra yeah. good stuff. That works. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Not Lance Stroll. Stroll, he qualified. Where did he qualify? He was qualified tenth, finished eighth. Pretty decent race from him. We get like a six, seven. Yeah, a seven. Six not, definitely not seven. a six. A seven, a seven. seven. Solid seven. Fernando Alonso. Mm, he held seven. up that train for so long. It was him with like six <laughs> cars behind him. I think everyone eight. just had a pretty average race. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say everyone down from Alonso is like a set apart from Ricardo and Ocon, 
but for both of them, everyone's a seven. Daniel Ricardo, three, two, maybe one. It's zero if I can give him a zero. Oh, stop. Yo, can't hate him. Tread lightly. <laughs> Don't hate on Daniel Ricardo. He's I'm not hate doing, he's just, he's, he's not doing he's, great. He's not doing too great. Yeah. I know. I, you should. As the Danny Rick fan, it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. As me as well. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite driver on the grid, and I'm seeing him struggle. So, yeah. 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 Alonzo, yeah, like a seven. Uh, Sonoda, he did get the penalty, so he started P11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but worked his way up, got a point, which is good. Got off for some points. Every point is extremely valuable. Yeah. For them. And I'm trying to think. He had a pretty impressive race, teed up some good overtakes. The penalty, you know, was that his fault? Like, I'm not sure. I haven't yeah. heard his team radio, but a lot of times when that happens, it's kind of the team's fault. Yeah. They need to like they need to let him know that Botas is coming up behind Sonoda so he can move out of yeah. the way. But maybe they I, did I let think... him know and he did move out of the way. So we'll go, yeah, we'll go like eight. Seven. Seven, yeah, eight. Seven, yeah. I guess. Solid. Raikkonen. Where did Raikkonen qualify? He qualified 18th and worked his way up to eleventh. So yeah. Pretty solid race from him to go from 18th to 11 is very impressive. So I will go. What do you think? Eight, eight. Yeah, I'll would, I would say a solid eight. Vettel, Vettel is going to be the first six. Didn't qualify yeah. amazing, didn't have a great race, yeah. finished way behind your teammate, maybe a five, six. Yeah, I expected a bit more from this weekend, struggled a little bit in the <laughs> race. I sound like an F1 driver. I expected a bit more out of the car this weekend. Yeah. We expected a bit more out of the podcast this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Did. Definitely. Did. We never do. It's perfect every time. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Ricardo, four, three, three, really two, struggled. Finished way behind two, his teammate. Two, yeah, three, two. <laughs> I'm gonna say a solid two. A solid two, man. fine. I'll let you override that. So yeah, Daniel Ricardo just shit qualifying really poor race from him a great friday but a shit shit yeah, shitty 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 shit um mm-hmm. the rest of the weekend Ocon. <laughs> you said you wanted to give Ocon like a two yeah. i would say Ocon like a four a three or four yeah i give him a yeah like a four qualified really low didn't get yeah. any points when your teammate got two so yeah not a yeah. lot to say about him out of q1 Alpine shouldn't be getting out of Q1, should it? Yep. Gio Venazzi, Five, I don't even six. think I saw him once in that race. So we'll give him a <laughs> six. Yeah, Five started six. 15th, finished 15th. Schumacher beat his teammate, beat Latifi. Only Seven? two laps down. He lapped his teammate. He did? Yeah. Give him oh, a, no way. I'm not sure how many times uh, Mazepin pit. Yeah. But, yeah, like, what do you think? A six? Seven? Seven? I'll push a seven. Solid weekend. Solid weekend? I think, I'm thinking six. It's my time to override you. Sorry, Schumacher fans. Latifi <laughs> had a puncture. Yeah. Uh, not just really average race from him, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like five. Yeah. Didn't five. really see him all five. that much. Uh, yeah, Mazepin. had a pit early on. Early on, couldn't do much out of that. Yeah, exactly. Mazepin four. Yeah, Mazepin. Yeah. We'll give him three tops. 
top spinners, yeah, whatever cups. they're called. I don't even know what they're oh, called. The top, like Gunther Steiner. Absolutely hilarious watching Gunther give it. I've, I've seen the video. He's like, um, I'd rather you spin this than spin the car. Yeah. I got a lot of beef with that. <laughs> Actually, as someone who, you know, I've taken, you know, I've, I've been a leader before of yeah. a team, like not anywhere close to a Formula One team, but yeah. at previous jobs I've had, I've, you know, I've been, I've done supply teaching before. I've led a class. I've, you know, I've taken a ton of leadership courses, read books and everything. I like leadership and being a leader. Yeah. I think that was just not just even as a joke. I that just think absolutely it's like, hilarious. that was absolutely hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious as a formula one it fan. I just think it's was. just, it was really funny as a fan, but I think that just psychologically, you know, having some like your boss who is someone you, you know, you look up to and to, you know, do something like that to you and give you that, even if it was a joke, might affect him a little bit in the races. Not that he can get honestly much slower. There's, right there's now, no way he's but, getting, There's absolutely no way he's getting slower. Yeah. Well, you, you no can way. always get slower, but yeah. yeah. Russell, 10. 10. We're moving on. And not gonna talk 10. about Mazepin and leadership. Yeah, yeah. Russell ten, just amazing race from him. He didn't finish. Pit stop wasn't his fault. Yeah. So we have definitely. to give him a nine. Yeah, and he same, couldn't do much. To be fair, he couldn't. He couldn't do a lot. Yeah, and same thing with Gasly nine. Yeah, nine, nine, definitely nine. Couldn't do much. He's qualified pretty, pretty well. Um, started the race. Started the race. Didn't do much wrong. I think he sort of got boxed in, got hit by Leclerc, and then really, really couldn't do a lot. Not not his fault at all. Yeah, nothing he really could have done there. And, yeah, yeah good race. Good. Kind of. It, it, was, it, was one of the, it was one of those boring races, but still pretty fun to watch. Yeah. One more thing. I really wanted rain. I was checking the weather all last night, all this morning as I was waking up right until the race was just about to start and no rain. Then they were, they were teasing yeah. it at the end as they usually do. I think I was checking, I was checking, I was thinking I was checking the track weather more than I was checking the weather where I live. Yeah. Oh, me too. I, I check the weather where I live is I just look outside, look up. Okay. It's not <laughs> raining. Yeah. I mean, I can put my mic outside. I can show you the rain outside. Yeah. Like it was raining in Exeter a while before I just said where I live, but I was, it was raining in Exeter while was, while the race is going on and like i was just praying i'm like oh please let it rain there please let it rain there i'm yeah. an excited one but the formula but, one got angry no but it all worked out in the end for red bull fans at least <laughs> it's pretty much it may be ferrari yeah. fans that were the hopefully. only ones that were excited yeah well, hopefully and, and that and the lando fans and then that's it no one yeah, else had ferrari fans maybe if you're a uh Michael Schumacher, Mick Schumacher fan, finished 16. Like Yuki Sonoda fan, one of them. A Sonoda fan as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, for the Austrian Grand Prix, there'll be some rain, at least in one session. We did not see a drop of rain in a session this weekend, which was unfortunate. But, yeah. Yeah, hopefully, last year, Austria was first. Yeah. And it was super exciting. Then the Styrian Grand Prix was second. Pretty similar to the race this weekend. Hopefully this year it's a little bit different with the last lap Lando and <laughs> hopefully not a Max Verstappen retirement, a Max Verstappen win, but we will, we will see usually the second race is a little bit more boring, but you never know. Oh, it's formula oh, one, right? It's formula one, new season, 2021. 
new, the new season that we're 10 races in basically yeah <laughs> just to summarize and but, all right okay so predictions for austria see as a red bull fan as you as a listener clearly know that i am even though i don't <laughs> Distribute any bias. Avid Red Bull fan. The first prediction that it came to mind was that Max Verstappen is not going to finish on the podium. Okay. But I really don't want to speak that into existence, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to say Max. I mean, mean, you've been pretty right with your predictions, to be honest. Yeah. Compared to me, I printed Danny Rick's podium and nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm switching it up. I can't, I can't do it to my boy Max. (laughs) I'm going to go Valtteri, no, uh, Velter P5 or lower. Okay. And a surprise podium that's not Red Bull or Mercedes. So two podiums. Okay. okay. I, I'm going to echo that. I'm going to say surprise podium is with the AlphaTauri boys. One of them. AlphaTauri on the podium. Okay. And a Lewis Hamilton out of the podium. Wow. So it's going to be yeah. Max, Valtteri, and Sonoda. It could be <laughs> Max Checo and Sonoda, or Max Checo and Gasly. All three Honda engine podium. How amazing would that That'd be? be exciting. How amazing would that yeah, be? Yeah, three, three Honda engines. Yeah, that would be absolutely amazing. It would be insane. Absolutely amazing. Unless you're a Mercedes fan, then maybe not so much. Yeah, maybe not. Um, yeah, I'm going... <laughs> Like I said, special uh, surprise podium and Valtteri P5. We will see. Actually, we will see. Valtteri, I already kind of did the Valtteri out of the podium thing, changing it up again. My two official predictions are there will be rain. Okay. It's going to be rain during the race and surprise podium. That was way too confusing. I should have done my predictions before this podcast. <laughs> Sorry to the listeners. You're probably like, what the hell is going on here? What the hell is going on? If, if, you made it, if you made it to the end of this podcast, a big, big thank you. This has been a very hard podcast to come up with ideas for. And <laughs> it's been a very boring race. So we couldn't, couldn't talk a lot about much. But thank you for listening if you've come so far. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. That's everything from us. Uh, Make sure you check out the blog. Make sure you follow us on TikTok for more content with Musty and Chris. Check our Instagram because we're going to be posting about those guys in the next couple days. Uh, So you get to know them a little bit more. We're going to have them on the podcast. We're expanding the team. We're doing big things at the undercut. So thank you very much for listening. If you're a day one fan, Thank you very much. Uh, Mom, I know you're listening, so thank you. <laughs> Daniel Ricardo, thanks for listening. <laughs> Lando, thanks for listening. Helmet, Christian. It's your F1 team boss's favorite podcast, everyone. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week for the Austrian Grand Prix race review. Have yep. a great night, everyone. And yeah, bye. See you guys next week. Bye.